and welcome to Down Down Critics Are Down. My name is Morgan Roberts. My name is uh, Fitzgerald, Dominic Fitzgerald. That's right. Yeah, Morgan C. Roberts and uh, Dominic Cubby. Cubby Fitzgerald, indeed. <laughs> um, we have some we have some pre-show catch up to do this week. You 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 were doing you were doing a podcasting. Tell, tell oh, me this is university. oh okay. All right, all right, okay. Well. <laughs> Like every promise film we've covered, this is a story full of uh, intrigue and uh, betrayal and... uh, And cultural appropriation. (laughs) Yeah, especially in the case of this week. Oh, boy. (laughs) uh, It's been documented many times. I'm a a lovely student of the University of Newcastle in Australia, uh, in the top 5% of universities around the world. We had that on some banners around the place at some point. I don't know what metric. It could have been top five best universities with water polo teams. I don't know the metric there, but again, Bring, very viva, proud. Viva the UN, and what is it? UNNC? No, it's just... UN, U, 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 what do you N? think that Newcastle's two words? No, but no, but just like, what is it? Just it's UON. It's UON. UON, UON, okay. Beautiful UON. Um famously a history of the welcome to our, our history of Newcastle podcast. Um, the university <laughs> used to be a campus for the UNSW until mm. 1959 when it became autonomous, it became our own huh. university. What else was happening in 1959? Uh, I believe Kevin McClory was trying to buy the rights for the James Bond franchise. <laughs> Actually, no, I did I did my research on that. That was uh the other day. It was uh 61. 60. Yep, would have been cool, 60 because cool, cool. um Thunderball was published in uh Rem- remember, 63. folks, remember, not finished yet. Keep that name front of mind because that'll come up again. Indeed. Indeed. Don't fucking read about it on Wikipedia first because Indeed. Dom wants to sound smart, you cunts. I just wanna I just wanna <laughs> I just wanna use all my, my big fountainous knowledge of the James Bond <laughs> franchise for, for good uses. But anyway. Nova, your Novacastrian knowledge. Yes, my um, Novacastrian knowledge. So you go to uni, right? You you, you do you actually do a you you do it you do a course this year. Yes. About um, our beloved medium. Yes. This year, first time in the university's history, they've offered a podcasting class which you know i see and i go well i'm already a host of one of the uh hottest oh, podcasts on the blo- new podcasts on the block but you know it can't hurt to just refill the old uh knowledge tanks a little get to get to really know my medium through new angles and you know have your and have your own flavor of cast um Exactly. Explained exactly. to you the, the one of the genre, most beautiful the things. Genre. Exactly. One of the most beautiful things about the podcast as a genre is that it is so full of possibility. Like people you know. say, there's no real conventions to podcasting, but you know, other than it's other than you know, it's an audio file exactly that you can download. Basically, you know, and even then, you know, if you've got earphones, a podcast can take you anywhere can take you through any mood through any uh any place it's a very powerful medium i find it's what uh you know 
even though the most of it we use to just listen to people talking about shit, it's still a very powerful tool. I think the ratio of like possibility to like the signal to noise ratio of podcasting is so, uh, is so high. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, I mean, you know, how many podcasts don't get past fucking five episodes? Do you know? A lot, a lot. I learned that percentage. I learned that percentage. We're, um, we're in a shockingly small percentile given the fact that we are now up to 13 episodes. What is, what number are we up to? Let me, let's double check that. No, it's much more than that. It's actually, uh, I can tell you. This is our six. This is our 16th episode. This is our 16th episode. So, you know, what a what a wild space we're in. Are you drinking tonight? Uh, water. Staying hydrated, baby. Okay. Um, Boy. <laughs> so I just have to, I have to give some ASMR to our listeners here. We've got here we uh, one, of our, one of our favorite new listeners. <laughs> shout outs to Steve Van Elk. Shout out to homie. Indiana. Um, uh, uh, they have on their podcast, uh, he has a photography podcast and they have mm. a, a segment where they say, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I just have to, what do you drink tonight? Oh. Jeez. So smooth. Ah, that is, um, it's one of those fancy craft beers that have the whole, like the whole lid of the can comes off. Yep. Yeah. It's a bent spoke brewing company, Red Nut. Hmm. It's fantastic. Let me see if uh, I can get born some. and brewed in our beautiful nation's capital, Canberra. Mm. Um, I think at the moment this is the only good thing to come out of Canberra. But hey, possibly, you know, yes, me. Yeah. Possibly. Mm. Let me see if I can get some ASMR of me drinking my water out of my Twinings tea infused uh, bottle. Such a good boy, drinking your water. I mean, you know, I'm usually on the waters, but tonight, you know, usually we we're not <sighs> recording at night, so I'm exactly. I, I'm also on the waters. But at, at the moment, we've been recording at night, and that's cool. Yeah. I think it's Fine. more appropriate for Bond. I'm sitting in a in a room lit yes. only by a by a lamp. Oh, I feel like if I lit a cig in here, we could set some real ambiance for the era. But um, mm. <laughs> anyway, shout out to the homie. We need to come up with a name for our um. We need to come up with a name for our for our hive for our uh, for our um, fan club. Oh yes, our, our folks. Yeah, for the um, real diehard. Back, back to uni. So you took this cast. You took this. <laughs> you took this course on casting. Yeah, this cast look, course. I'm building myself because the story just just shatters all the hopes and dreams. I gave that beautiful speech about what I love about podcasting and what we all really love about podcasting. Only to be hit in the first week with the uh, with a very cynical, heartbreaking term that my lecturer, who will call. Um, uh, I don't want to refer to him by name, but we should come up with like a, we should come up with like a sly nickname for him. Number two. No, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> but you're right. It should be something spectre related. Yeah. Um, does, does, um, does Blowfield's cat have a known name? I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe by, maybe when, when it's a different actor playing Blowfield in like Roger Moore, in the first Roger Moore, mm. which I'm up to, and like it, I think it may be referred to as a name. The scene where he has to kill, the scene where he's like, "Oh, there's a clone." Spoilers, Morgan, you idiot. That was Sean Connery in Diamonds Are Forever. Okay, edit point. And it's like, oh, pick the cat. You know, it's like shoot the, which cat and which one reacts to the the cat, and then he gets it wrong anyway. But like, I don't know. I feel like in that scene, maybe there's a a reference to a name. Let's just call him the teacher. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> the teacher informs me that uh, most podcasts are bad, which, you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there. Very unregulated space, you know? Mm. So I understood him. But when he asked for examples of people in the class's favorite podcasts, and, you know, a lot of hands went up. A lot of people said uh, uh, the Joe Rogan experience. Uh, a lot of people said uh, um, uh, a serial or, you know, a handful of true crime podcasts. Mm. He was very pleased to see the the true crime ones mostly, but um, he picked on that one kid who said uh, Joe Rogan and said, <laughs> you, my friend, are listening to a chump cast. Wow. And a chump cast, wow. he defined, was just any podcasts where people talk about a topic sounds familiar doesn't it well because here's the thing and here's here's what i'll say to you know person who will be from now the teacher to as teacher the teacher is like can't what the fuck do you think radio is i mean (laughs) i want to make note that this uh the teacher seasoned radio professional seasoned (laughs) what was he doing what was he doing on his radio career he literally spent he literally spent our first or our second online class in lockdown with his own radio stings with doing his own little radio shtick because he had to show off some of the gear in a podcasting class mind you but anyway my experience in this class is uh is a mixed bag to start with those first few weeks remember when like remember when you had to when you were able to go outside and do things like go to class or go to work oh, va- vaguely vaguely i know like, i remember it i remember it almost as as well as i remember you know 12th of june 1967 exactly the release date of the film we're about to discuss I'm... in this chump cast and you know no fuck no fuck that guy i don't even i don't want to refer to this as what it is when if if that is a derogatory meaning to I wanna, what this I, I want to I want to suggest that we, we basically t- like any old radio show ever yeah I want to I want to uh, I want to turn it around I want I think we should start using Chumpcast as a badge of honor are we going to reclaim it maybe that's what we call that maybe that's what we call the the fans of this show maybe that's what we call our hive the, the chumpers the chumps the chumpers the chumpers <laughs> I think we're the number one chump cast. Can we call that out now? Can we start wearing that moniker? Well, if no one else that is a technically a chump cast is calling it no. out, and, and fucking we'll have it. We'll own it. Exactly. We we you know, we wear that pride, we wear that badge with honor. We're chump boys. We're the chump. You know, it's like it's like you pull up in the main drag of Chinchilla and it's like, number one, you know, best pie shop in all of Chinchilla. Facts. You're like, well, yeah. Facts. I mean, I I've been facts. saying for a while to, to to friends when I say, uh, you know, listen to my show, we're the number one Coles related podcast on the planet. <laughs> I mean, because are we? Uh, is it wrong? <laughs> are we wrong? No. no. Exactly. Um, so we've always we... got to find ways to sell ourselves. And um, yes, uh, I, I can tell. I will tell many a story about the teacher over the over the course of. The next few episodes but um yeah let, let's just say uh to be continued ABC. i'll tell a bit of that story every i'll tell a bit of the podcast class story every week before bond as a little serial idea all back shout out to brad cook who wouldn't you know who wouldn't be caught listening to a chump cast yes Fucking uh, brad brad the homie the homie 
Uh, is he nice? Is he a good guy? Is he listen to our show? He was. He's in the infamous. Uh, he's in the infamous podcast class run by the teacher. And um, look, he's a soldier in the trenches. You know, he listens to some chump casts. Maybe us included. Yeah, cool. But um, I tell you what. Yeah, no. In the in our revolution, in our chump led revolution, he's a fellow chumper. So, shout out to homie yeah. Brad. He's only he's living a hell of a life, and you know what? He may live twice. Because you only live twice. Hit it. Damn right. Honestly, like, really, you know, loved loved this. Loved this song. This is in the top five. Nancy Sinatra's um, You Only Live Twice. It's, um... Da, 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 I love it. I, no, I really like progression it. progression just pushing some buttons for me, like... Really nice. I tell you what, though, it's been sour. The, this recording, the recording in the opening, is very hard to find on streaming service. Mm, and okay. I, I, my opinion has been mildly soured because I've heard a lot of shit arrements of this song. Oh, like you, you turn it on and it's like, oh, MIDI strings. Yeah, kill I've been me listening now. to like, yeah, Fuck. when you hit, oh, Bond song yeah, playlist. Right. Oh, awesome. And you just hear a. Uh, yeah, only live twice. Like, oh god, f- turn it off. God damn, man. Like, you know, like you may be the best pie shop in Chinchilla, but fucking yeah. don't sing this. It's hard right? to hear the original without just thinking, even though it's great and I love it too. It's um, yeah, brilliant Nazi Nancy Sinatra record. Um, nah, Nazis. Nah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's the thing. Is Not there yet. any relation there to to Big to Big Frank? I don't know who Nancy Sinatra is, except she sings. You only live twice. Uh, let's find out. We could. We could. I've got the Wikipedia article up right here. Um, here's. I haven't even opened my notes for this yet. Here's. Here's what I found so interesting about this. Um, just wait a minute. Just wait for a second. When who should I see pop up in the credits? The screenplay rolled on by Roald Dahl. The goat. Um, just massive I mean, legend. The goat Roald Dahl. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that name so much, so much. Um, look, I loved huge chunks of this. I was super into because this is around about the same time. Um, okay, so a couple of years after this, the song "Space Oddity" by Dan- David Bowie came out. Um, I see, and I just got real vibes from this. I mean, this is 1967. Mm. Uh, all the opening stuff with the spaceships. I'm just oh going, yeah, like fucking into this. Like yet again, here we have some c- falling on from a lot of the long, the long cuts mm. between the long cockpit sequences and uh, Air Force buildup in Thunderball, yeah. where it was building all that tension towards him murdering the crew with yeah. the gas. Um, in a similar vein, uh, really appreciating a lot of this um, miniature work. Yes. With the spaceships and, you know, what the big spaceship eating yep. a smaller spaceship. The style to it. And, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's and as a massive space. Yeah. It's the yeah, closest thing we've had to like room. a it's the closest thing we've had to like a horror sequence. Like it's it's terrifying that opening sequence. That music oh, and yeah. slow approach of the ship just opening these big metal jaws. It's like, God damn. And the first guy, the first the first American crew, so the guy's on in the middle of a spacewalk and he just gets cut off. So Yep. 
Just like, snap. like, fuck, man, that's just crazy. Like, you, you can see that's a miniature, but, like, imagine, like, I was watching this on an iPad. Get real. Forget where. I, I think I was either on a plane to Adelaide or in Adelaide. I was, so you were very terrified about a big ship coming up behind you and just clamping the plane. Yeah. <laughs> in a strange town, in a strange, in a strange altitude, you know, yeah. going through space. <laughs> Watching this beautiful 1967, yeah. you know, why have we landed in this eleva- in this volcano oh base? God. Oh my god, what's going on? I mean, like, it, yeah, like genuinely bat. terrifying. Imagine off, watching this in 1967. Yeah. I reckon some minds would have been blown. Just off the bat, you've led me into my very big point about this episode. So, like, <laughs> off the bat, this is the first Bond film that feels like an auteur project as opposed to just a mm. workman's film, mm. mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. crazy. Cause I've, I've of course had seen this film before. Not one I've rewatched a lot. I don't know why. Maybe just cause I always remember Bond in yellow face first. And I think eh, probably not, <laughs> but I mean, I can't believe that that's not the key touchstone that we're going to go deep. on. Oh, well, I mean, know. we'll There's get there. To go but... deep on, I guess it's just like, there it is. Okay. We'll get, fine. We'll get there. We'll get not there. Fine, but, okay. Yeah. But this is the first <laughs> film where I've been like someone, all right, Lewis Gilbert directed this movie, right? Mm. We haven't talked a lot about directors because it really has not really felt like a difference, but not yet until perhaps now. Yes. Because, um, Dr. No from Russia with love and Thunderball were directed by Terrence Young, a guy mm-hmm. who, who the bond, who a lot of the te- creative team knew not necessarily as a guy who directed like all these big feature films. He was a tank driver in the war. What? What? Yeah, he was, yeah, he was, a, he was a tank operator during world war two. And so they knew he had that like sharp, like decision skills, the bravado, all this jazz that makes you sort of, and he was the closest to like a, like they also said they picked him because he very much led a bond esque lifestyle, you know, like there was oh. a story about how he took Connery to get his first suit at like his personal tailor, all that jazz. It's, right. okay. you know, but a very workman's director, like, yes, he had directed film, but it was a very, you know, it's all in the writing. Let's just make that look pretty. Very close to like, not that I think like, don't think about Michael Bay, but think about like the detract, like the, the copiers of the Michael Bay style. So like your your Brett yeah. Ratners and your your um, yeah okay cool cool just like people who like here's an argument here's an argument about Michael Bay that I yeah. think I would not I would not you know you don't put him in the same uh, in the same no. category but I, I I feel like he ticks yeah if we're talking from a technical perspective yeah. on paper he ticks a whole bunch of auteur boxes yeah oh like Michael Bay signature yeah. style Michael Bay is an artist let's not get that twisted yeah. one day when we cover michael bay films as i'm sure we will he is he is by every sense of the word an artist he's always making auteur decisions most of his auteur decisions though often revolve around making it look expensive and stylish because he has received most of his clout his real world director clout from making commercials yeah so he's just always and you know commercial having having hot women run in action sequences in heels yeah that was you know has he done that? Did he? Did he invent that? Well, no, this is a common thing that we know. Did Jurassic World like, cop that? Jurassic World cop that. Everything, like everything. But I feel like Michael Bay is a pioneer in that space. Like, if that's mm. what you, if you're into that, <laughs> yes. Get in, but get anyway, we, we Michael Bay juice, indeed. Know? 
but we digress. Yeah. So this guy, Terrence Young, directs uh, Dr. No uh, from Rush With Love and Thunderball. Uh, Guy Hamilton directs Goldfinger, right? Not that I know as much about Guy Hamilton, but from what I can tell, also just this other workman director. Lewis Gilbert, again, not that I know much about him, but all throughout this film, you can see design and filmic choices that fit the movie. Hmm. And, like, I knew this for a fact when I saw the scene of Bond fighting all the... When he and Aki go to the docks to look for stuff on Osato and they get chased by all the goons, Mm. that shot of James Bond getting to the roof and then fighting Mm. everybody as it cuts to this beautiful, sweeping helicopter shot. Mm. It was the first time I was like, this is the stylistic choice Lewis Gilbert clearly went, how do we give a suave killer like Bond a suave killer shot? Mm. And there's like small designs, choices like that all throughout the film. He's the first director that we've seen that is focusing not entirely on the what's happening, but more so on the why. Mm. And it's super refreshing. Not to mention we combine that with a script written by... The man, fucking rolled off. Just you know, um, you know, James Bond gonna get some get glued to the ceiling any minute. Like, fuck. yeah, like it's. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I think I saw this one. I know I saw this one first in 2011. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, you know, like, you know oh, oh, you know, there's levels to this. All right, you ready for some some six degrees of separation? Life working on so many technical levels. Mm. You know, in the fir- I saw this film for the first time in 2011, right? In mm. 2011, I was in year eight. Mm-hmm. In 2011, I was cast as the lead in our high school's production of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> no joke. And I remember the day I saw this for the first time was the day of one of our first performances. Because I remember having to stop it halfway through because my cousin had driven, shout out Lara, gang gang, had driven down from Lismore to like come see me. And I remember seeing the credits going, yo, Roald Dahl, who wrote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, my favorite book. That's crazy. (laughs) Craziness to this day. To this day. That's it. I think that's, that's wonderful. That's poetry. We could end the episode there. That's it. <laughs> it's, nice it's great. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we're actually talking at points with these bond dips. I feel like the the, the further down the the rabbit hole we go with this, mm. the less we talk about the film. Yeah. Each episode, like this is the fifth bond. Yeah. So I'm like, got, you know, I mean, and no one, no one, the fuck knows. Oh, uh, we've got eighteen more to go. This, apart from the fact, apart from the yeah, no one knows. Apart from the fact that yeah, it was something to do with space. Yellow face and maybe he's dead. Yep. Well, all right. The, my other, <laughs> That's it. <laughs> well, my other point in this film is let's let's talk about Japan. I feel like this is the first Bond film since Doctor No that has had that passion for its location and had like that real interest, right? What the all the stuff in Thunderball was not location. Yeah, no, but it's yeah, but like it's 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 just I insert mean, course, Caribbean the passion island. for. 
Like, you're right. It's great, mm-hmm. and I love it, but it's... Oh, yeah, yeah, because it could have been fucking anywhere. You're right, but this is like... No, 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 this is Japan. Like, yeah, this is Japan. You have to be in Japan. You have to go to Japan. You have to shoot in Japan. That This is Japan. And so... he goes... And they go through, like, so many aspects. Like, they go... Like, when he meets Aki for the first time, his transfer, they go to the to the sumo match. They just... They, they tailor the plot. And again, I think this comes from the fact that Roald Dahl is a very good writer. And he threw out lots of the book. Oh, this is yeah. This is like basically. Have you, it's like have you read the book on this elements. one? I haven't read the book, but like I'm aware that this is. I'm aware that this is like this. You know, this is doing away with most of it on on in book. on paper. Yeah. Well, no, not on paper. It tears away with a lot, but uh, thematically, very much. This is. I know this because this is one of the first books I read. In like 2012, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it'll be like the movie a lot." Oh no, <laughs> this this book is like really dark because it's like it's the second last book before, um, before Ian Fleming passes away, right? Mm. And it's the end of the quote unquote Blofeld trilogy. So like, um... while this is the first film that that we've really like had the presence of Blofeld. This Usually. takes place, the book takes place after the events of On Her Majesty's Secret Service. No spoilers for obviously people who are going to watch it next week or so. But it picks up very much where that leaves off and Bond is in yeah, a okay. very bad place. And so the whole book is him going out for revenge against Blofelds that he doesn't know is entirely alive. But he's like, oh, they've heard rumors about this guy who lives in Japan who has this weird death castle where people go to kill themselves. Bond, can you please check it out? And then he finds out, oh, it's really Blofeld running this place. I'm going to get my fucking revenge. Um, okay. And then in the and then in the end, not even in the end, throughout the, towards the second half or the end of the book, he, he fights Blofeld, kills Blofeld, but gets injured in the process. And the last part of the book is him like being cared for by his Japanese wife. The whole segment of um, him having to pr- pretend to be Japanese, him having to ingrain himself in the culture, <laughs> is still in the book. And it only makes slightly more sense. But the last part of the book is him just being, like, nursed back to health with his Japanese wife, who he is, of course, you know, taking a shine to. Um, what's, the Jap- what's her name in the book? It's still... It's still Still the same. Oh, is it Kissy Suzuki? I think it's still Kissy Suzuki. I mean, because also, because here's another point here of like, like definitely, it's no pussy galore, but come on, guys. Kissy Suzuki, is, I'll take any day over pussy galore. I'll, I'll take over, yeah, that's fair. Indeed, indeed. But, um, but no, the book is super dark because oh, it ends with, it ends with Bond impregnating Kissy and just leaving the country before he knows. <laughs> Right, and he goes on like, like one last thing to do. He gets sent on a really dark mission, and he's like, "I'm fucked up, but a, a queen and country." <laughs> it's super dark, and this movie like still keeps the setup at least of Bond having to fake his death to look for Blofeld, even though that. De- All right, can we discuss the the how he fakes his death <laughs> and how it makes. In- all in but a no sense. Bit. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, because like, <laughs> all right. So they say, like, all right. Roald Dahl thinks we sly. He they say as a line, oh, we organized it with Hong Kong. 
So you organized for Bond to bone a lady. <laughs> yeah, of course. Say of course. she tastes like duck. Um, of course. By the way, uh, that lady, uh, that actress, later plays a character in Casino Royale. She plays the card lady, the card player in Montenegro. Um, Does she? That's cool. That's I cool. was going to leave that open, but I was like, I will not remember that by the time we get to Casino Royale. <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like there's going to be a lot of things that we don't remember <laughs> by the time we get to Casino Royale. I mean, I'll sporadically <laughs> remember and freak out about them as I do right now. Um, <clears throat> but, so, all right, so they organized for him to bone this lady say she tastes like duck she knowingly <laughs> betrays him sends some guys in to shoot up the bed organize some cops who assumedly don't know what's happening to come in and declare him dead but at no point do they go oh there are no bullet holes in him they just sort of go oh, he died fucking he would have wanted it this way bros and, like, you don't care when you're watching it because you're like, it's a great, it's a fast sequence, it's a good opener. But you just think, why didn't they just bury him at sea and then pick him up in the thing? <laughs> because it's got to be elaborate and he's got to fuck and he's got to have some weird shit. Because this is James Bond, baby. That's true, and but there were so many. being Probo, <laughs> then he can't, you know, then you can't have a plot point. You're right. Any- sort of mate i mean i mean you're right uh, but there were just so many moving cogs in this in this plan it was like we could have come up with something simpler surely but that's a nitpick from mm. then on the movie is just i haven't been this excited about watching a sean connery bond since dr no like this is uh, normally i don't say i have a favorite connery film because you know most of them aren't, aren't great but I was watching this and falling in love all over again. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is it. This is it, chief. This is Pete Connery. Mm. Mm. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed large chunks of this again, but, um, you know, fuck what, what if, what even is going on? You know, let's, let's make him look Japanese. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like, why did they have to do that? <laughs> uh, I, I have no good answer. They don't even, like, we joke about the yellow face, but all they really do is just give him a fringe. And do they even, do they also, like, pull his eyes a bit? I, I tell you what, I was avoiding making eye contact with it. I think, I think he just squints more. <laughs> I think he just squints a little, honestly. Uh, there's some makeup there, definitely, but, like, I don't, I... He was a little more hunched it's, over. What? Yeah, yeah. Let's just let's just add a whole bunch of you know what we're gonna do. What we're gonna do is we're gonna get you know we're gonna get Oje in here to to draw this. Yeah, get, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah bro. Oh, that's <laughs> all kind of mad. Yeah. You know who had comes in? Oh man, it's James Bond and the Blue Lotus. You know? Who? <laughs> what the fuck? All right, new new question. New question. <laughs> who had the better yellow face? James Bond in You Only Live Twice or Max von Sydow in Flash Gordon? <laughs> I didn't really notice that he had... I wouldn't say that he had yellow face in No, I mean, you're right. It's not yellow face per se, but it's very... His name is Ming and he has that loose... The whole like, character. He has that yeah. loose, like, yeah, kung fu is, movie tutor beard. Yeah. 
he is a it's very ethnically questionable but <laughs> that's space but i oh, mean that's just what you have in space when you have so many other options to do no no you you just uh, i mean you know we we didn't even we didn't probably address this in the last episode also but like yeah what do you do when you have so many fucking options yeah, I guess because you've got IP that existed in the 30s and that was it. So it's like, hey, who can we shoot on today? Oh, great. The Asians. Anyway. Look, other than There's that, them. other than the Something glaringly... <laughs> anyway. Other than the, other than the crazy things, other than the glaringly yeah. bad things. Ethnically um, questionable yeah, look, um, the Cold decisions War happening here. Yeah, because they're playing on... Because they're playing a lot about that other space race. That, Mm. A lot of loving space all this cold race. War here. So, so we have we have the space race. We have the Cold War. Um, mm. You know, we've got Oriental languages at Cambridge as a as a thing that was said. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I forgot about I that mean, one. What yeah. do you think? Okay, what do you so mean? Does that mean that's a yeah, very that was, that was broad a statement? Like, will you be alright? Yes, I studied I studied Oriental languages at Cambridge. I'm like, fucking what? Yeah, yeah, because Money Penny's like Money Penny's like real healthy. He's like, oh James, I got you this Japanese notebook, and he's like, ha, 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 don't worry, Money Penny, <laughs> I'm smarter than all of them. It's like, whoa, James, wow. Oriental languages at Cambridge. What do you like? What like surely that is not a class where he studied every single language. Ah, uh, yeah, because 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 it's it just one. It's just one. Yeah. It's just the it's just, uh, Yeah, language. it's not like yeah. there's some universal rules to it. God damn. Um, <sighs> should we talk about the goat? This is the... All right, so... Ken Adams. I mean, is there is there any point after this in any production design ever? Because this I is the shot, that shot of all the ninjas coming in. Through, oh, the, his, through the hatch, it's like his, that's that is that is a, a shot that is rolled out in in in, in every Bond highlight yeah. reel ever, and every and every like Bond copy, like Austin Powers things. Austin Powers things. Austin Powers yeah. got right. They cop they they copy that shot at some point, don't they? Have people coming into the base? So, Either basically. way, Ken Adams' work on the cool. volcano base is 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 the equivalent of the Sistine Chapel. It is stunning at every it's angle. It's this it's incredibly gorgeous. large set that had to be built, and it's all one. It's a fucking it's like you know. You're looking at the. You're looking at the. Uh, there's a photo here. Yeah, um, they keep cutting to that wide. Pinewood Studios. Yeah, they keep cutting to that wide because it's such a magnum dong of a wide shot to pull on. Like, look at how big this set is. Yeah, we did that yeah. shit. It's a real, it's a title moment. It's like, you know, well, we, we have to use Led Zeppelin's Immigrant Song twice because look at how much fucking money we spent on it. I mean, look, exactly. at, look, yeah. look at this set. I mean, if there's not more than 51 exactly. wide shots of this, then and fucking every, and every opportunity. Exactly. And every Austin Powers film, every other Bond theme, fuck if Johnny English probably did it. Everybody goes to that <laughs> volcano set as the inspo. Because it's just so. Is it pretty. still? It's not still around, is it? They they would have. Oh yeah, no, that space. set's been scrapped. No, like that. That, yeah, no, that set has been scrapped, especially considering how much space it took up. 
But yeah, you can't just keep saying that. Exactly. Imagine if there was a, if there was one Bond thing that you could just keep a set. Like, oh my god, that's the one. Fucking like, a. I want that. I want that frame. Again, we have a love affair of a map, massive world map on the wall yeah. that doesn't actually achieve much. I yeah, just I want that. I want that frame of the of the all those that one cut that that one shot they kept cutting back to of the the volcano base. I want that engraved into like a stained glass window. Mm. It's religious. I'd pray to that thing. I'd pray to Ken Adams. Ken Adams is my Jesus. Can I can I start a new religion right now? Can I start I am denouncing every other religion. My God is Ken Adams. The man who can build anything. Have you heard this have you heard this phrase? Could Jesus make a rock he couldn't lift? <laughs> yes, I have heard that phrase. Ken Adams could design a set that he could lift. Yeah. Ken Adams could design a set bigger than his own brain. Ken Adams was a God amongst men and his work is unparalleled. Is it Ken Adams or Ken Adam? Ken Adams. Adams. You sure? Certain. No, I'm just looking him up. It's Ken Adam. It's not Ken Adam, is it? No, it says Ken Adams in all those credits. Yeah, strange, because this is his... Holy shit, it says Ken Adam. Yep. Well, I'm stupid. Oh, well. Confident, fuck it, I pray to the church of Ken Adams. I'm going to keep that S so that his family <laughs> yeah, in the state cannot <laughs> sue me. Cannot sue you. It's, it's Ken Adams. It's the church of Ken Adams. <laughs> it's so fucking um, gorgeous, I can't deal. It's ingrained into my head, into my vision. In a they very were sent to a boarding school. They were sent to a, he was sent to a boarding school in Edinburgh um, uh, as a response to a couple of things, one of which was his brother at the age of nine having a fight with a playground bully wearing a Hitler Youth uniform. And he hates Nazis, dude? Fucking A. Yeah. Well, that's it. The whole family. Like, he, you know, he came out of, you know, his Jewish family, German, you know, his German British. He's just the, he's just, life, the, so. he's the God. He's the, he's the one true God. I'm sorry to all our super religious yeah. listeners. To all our atheistic listeners, fucking, I've got a religion you can get behind because we, we saw this man's work. Sign the fuck We saw this man's work in the flesh. Oh, my God. Anyway. Cat Adams is doing God's work, so, inspiring. This Adams, was it. This was, this was the culmination of watching all those office sets <laughs> that he built, watching all those, like, cool sets. And even, like, beyond, all right, beyond the volcano base, this film has the most production design to it. Like, Asado's office... Incredible, um, fucking th- dude! Tiger's workshop where Q builds little Nelly. Ooh, ooh! Mm. Can we talk about little Nelly, please? That whole sequence is just. <laughs> We've talked about many times the. Watching all How these many guns uh, can early you fit films, on one watching thing. certain elements take like, place. <laughs> a lot. How many guns can you fit on one thing? <laughs> How many Six rockets, machine guns. We've been we've been talking about like the, the the baby steps of the Bond franchise. Watching Sean Connery take flight in Little Nelly was just the the learning period is over. This was it was it was watching James Bond becoming whole. Like there's no, there's no, there's no growing pains anymore. Mm. This is it. That man took that. 
James Bond as a franchise and literally as a character has flown. He flew so close to the sun and did not lose his wings. Fighting off all those big helicopters with the seven guns in Little Nelly? I was hypnotized watching that shit, bro. It was nuts. They play the they play the sting. It's so beautiful. I can't deal. It's great. It's it's that it's it's another example of that wonderful look at this. This is practical effects, shot on film. I mean it, it's why I watch like. like I get that it's why you know, nineteen sixty seven, like what the fuck else was happening at this time? You know, nine point five million, one hundred and eleven at the box office. Um this is big. You know, Bond is here, Bond is here to stay yeah. and it's that you know of, it's nineteen sixty seven problematic faves, but you know this was this was pretty good it's, for a nineteen sixty seven film. It's that it's that dedication to the craft. It's that sort of it's that desire. Every Bond film has a desire to show me an audience member something spectacular. I've not seen a Bond mm. film in the theater or on Blu-ray or on DVD or on television that has not aspired to show me something awesome. And this was, and that, and that scene was just pure example of this is this is why I come to this franchise. This is this is why I I dedicate myself to discussing and defending a fucking sexist misogynist pig. Because as much as the character may change, what won't change is the franchise dedication to being so cool and so action packed. And so sly that it's just it's it's impossible not to just be wowed at. So where do we go from here, Dom? <clears throat> if we're gonna if we're gonna I think start to wrap up, you only live twice. Uh, and you know, viewers. I mean, I could go through and talk about all the excellent sequences. I could talk go and have about. A look at, go and have a look at the Wikipedia article if you want to know what happens in this film. But yeah, look, Bond, Cold War, Bond saves the world. No, look, I could, is a ninja. No, I was gonna say I yeah, could talk yeah. about. I, I could talk about I could talk about like so many cool choices like the poison sequence, uh, the piranhas, Ugh. ninja castle. Mm. All of it is just to say that mm. I've <laughs> I've just seen my note. I wish I had a suction cup Bond action figure. Um, <laughs> yes, take, yes, yes. Make please. of that what you will. If you don't know what <laughs> just I'm changing him on the wall every day, just um. <laughs> exactly it's a weird um I, I had a thought that <laughs> i had a thought that and i want to get your take on this right there have been talks since like oh four about if they were ever going to remake or redo a bond film at least remake or redo that mm. isn't a film that belongs to kevin mcclory but we'll get there um <laughs> I really think that if they were ever going to remake a Bond film, maybe uh, whether it's a direct remake or or they loosely change it or readapt the book, if there was ever one to be done, I think it's this film. Because with a bit of modern Bond metatextuality that a lot of the new movies have, I think this would be up there with the with the Mount Rushmore of Bond films, in my opinion. Casino Royale and next week's On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Mm. Mm. Yeah, there's a there's there's certainly potential here because of and I think it's it's really about that 
that it's going it's going in deep. It's going in deep to Cold War and powers powers at 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 play. Powers at work. Mm. Uh, the powers that be. There we go. I got there in the end. Um, yeah. And we're dealing with all that stuff. And so and, and you know and as you said before, this is it's not just it's not just shot on location. It's like shot on, this is the location. Like this is Japan. Yeah. This is. And and, it, um, and specifically it's, it's, it's sixties Japan. Like let, let's face it. We all know all of our friends who go to Japan on holiday and we see all the photos and they go to the same spots and we're like, yeah, that's wow. That's really cool. Like this movie is like a perfect trip into a place that no one can ever go anymore. Like no one can go to sixties Japan anymore, and it's and it's it's this entirely interesting look and feel to the place that I think you know is is cool with any any location. Like real places change. Revisiting locations is a really fascinating thing after the what the fifty years since this film came out. I didn't hate this. I didn't mind. I enjoyed it. I love it. Ah, uh, yeah. Love it. Where do you rank it? All right. Now that we've, I want to propose this as a segment. Now that we have seen the minimum of five Bond films, we should do, we should do our top fives. And every week we can sort of slot everything in and rearrange it. Okay. And every week, obviously, now that we've done five, one film will get the chop. Exactly. Okay. And um, uh, or, or, or right, on in the, the spot, case of some films that may be quite bad, some of them can just not make it at all. Well, let's have a top five. And at the moment, it's it's one is Thunderball for me, and then it's two is this, yeah. um, and then it's three is Doctor No, and that's the list. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to, all right? We'll do top three until next week. Or do yeah, we want to just do, top, do, you, do you want to just do top three? Hmm. Is it in my top three? No. Okay, go move on. Yeah. Okay. But I reckon. I reckon that's probably my top three right now. I'm. I'm thinking this is number one. Mm-hmm. Number two is Doctor No. Okay, I thought you were going to say that. And then Thunderball. Yeah. Because I like Thunderball, but it's just it's not. It's again. It's a little too. Bond Connery Connery Bond is not my flavor as we'll very much discuss once he's gone and then once he well, comes back. It's not my flavour either. It's just a shame that he has to start with five in a fucking row and that's it. That's the only flavour we get. And it took us I, ten I, weeks. I, ten oh, weeks. Diamonds are Forever is going to be a painful us, week. Oh, God. I didn't. Here's the thing. Because I was away, I actually been heaps of films, but I didn't take any notes. So I, don't, mm. I barely have any notes for On Her Majesty's Secret Service and I have no notes for Diamonds Are Forever. And I also have barely any notes for um, Roger Moortown. Yeah. Um, How far are you into Roger Moore's run? Oh, I haven't watched any more. I might okay, so you're still at Live and Let Die. I'm still at Live and Let Die. Okay. Whose okay. funeral? Yours. <laughs> <laughs> so, Look. you know, that's where, that's where we're at. Like, you know, yeah. this is fine. No, this is there great. are so many great elements. Love I can't it. get past. I can't get past just weird racist decisions. But like, you know so what? You know what? Actually, what we're talking and... about. What we're talking about. Its take on Japanese culture, the bathhouse scene. Yeah, I f- I forgot there was a bathhouse scene in this, and 
when I went, when I remembered at some point during the beginning, went, oh fuck, he goes to a bathhouse. Yeah. I was prepping for just the most scuff shit I've ever seen in my life. I mean, have you seen the the, uh, the theatrical release poster? Yeah, it's it's him right through the legs. Even then, like they were still clothed, which was no, you no, know. no there's, there's a different one. It's one he's in the bathhouse. Oh wow! I think I've probably seen it somewhere. Hell, it's probably going to be the the poster for this week's episode. Because we can fit into it really well, I reckon. If you can find a way to in, 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 insert us over the top of um a whole Put bunch of scantily clad, put us into the bathhouse. Japanese women, yeah, just whack. Hell them. yeah! That's the first and only time, ladies and gentlemen, that I will ever be in a bathhouse. Gang, gang. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's let's not let's not plan the 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 downtown trip to Soap World. <laughs> we ever go to Japan? Let's not do so that. So after five, so after five Bond films, um, it's it's in my top three, and we'll find out how that changes next week. Um, I'm I'm in love. Have you got Connery's anything else to peaked. add? Connery's I'm in love. Connery's Peaks. This is yeah. Connery's Peaks, and it, and for what he assumed was his last go too. Have you got anything else to add about this film, Dom? Um, no, I will talk about the the circumstances that led to Connery's first departure next week. I mean, the, okay. in two weeks, sorry. When we discuss in two weeks. on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Until then, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, and you can find Dom and myself on Instagram and Twitter, and we'll put that in the show notes. And my name, as always, is Roberts Morgan Roberts. My name is Fitzgerald. Dominic Fitzgerald, and stay tuned next week for a little film. We're not going to tell you what it what it's called, but let me just say, you will believe a man can fly. <laughs> Edit point because I'm blanking on his name, and I'm not going to Google it, but I'm going to take a moment to figure it out to remember. I know it starts with a T. It's Terrence something. Terrace. Terrace. Terrence. I'm going to have to Google it. I'm so upset. I can't do this. Holy shit. I used Terrence Howard. No, that's the guy from. No, not Terrence Howard. That's the guy from Empire. I've got it in front of me. I directed Bond, Cookie. Okay. <laughs> I went from Bond to Empire. Do you need Empire. a lifeline? Are you going to call? Are you going to call? No, I'm, 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 I'm pulling up IMDb and it's going to, it's going to, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> Fucking Terrence Young. God damn it. All right. <laughs> Get ready for the edit point. No, I'm going to leave that in. That's funny. No, it's, oh, put it at the end. Put it at the end. Put it at the all end. Right, all right, all right, Let the right, real right, ones right. who are stuck around know what's good. And, and right. three, two, one.